1: Thank you for joining us today. God created mothers and what a blessing they are. Their love for their children, biological or not, is incomprehensible, unconditional, and everlasting. Any woman who fulfills the God-ordained role of motherhood is to be loved, respected, and appreciated. Not just on Mother's Day, but every day. The Bible tells us that her children rise and call her a blessed. Because a mother who fears the Lord is to be praised. Have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us on being a blessing to mothers.
0: Now, parents, I know you want to say it. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> Leave them alone. They already know that. Don't tell them something they already know. Don't don't do even say it. I know you, you. Some of you can't help but say it. <laughs> Leave them alone. Tell them to come on. Don't throw your children away. When they make a mess, let them come home with the mess. Ask God to give you some direction. Cry out to them. Listen, it's time to cry out when they come home. <laughs> oh, God! Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. Here they come. <laughs> cry out to God. Give me wisdom, give me peace, give me the grace. I need you now. And help them get their lives back together again. Because, you know, I'd rather see them come to you than go to the wrong person. You understand what I'm saying? They could go to some sugar daddy. There could be somebody's property on the streets. So I, I'd rather, if, they got, if they got to come home, let them come home. And then help them up. It's another chance for you to minister to your children, and perhaps they'll listen now when they wouldn't listen before. Y'all hanging with me? I'm almost almost done. Next, number number six, give your wife and mother time to rest. Give them time to rest. So many mothers are under pressure, single parents. So many mothers are stressed. Even parents, two-parent homes. So many mothers are on the edge. So many are tired. So many do not have time for themselves. Mothers, when you're tired, you don't think well. When you're tired, you're frustrated. When you're tired, mom, you're short-tempered. You're short-tempered with your family. When you're tired, you don't even sleep well. When you're tired, fatigue also uh, affects your health and your ability to make good decisions. Mark 631 says, and he, Jesus, said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while, for there were many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. That's how busy Jesus and the disciples were. So, be, have you ever been that busy? Tell you, even, you didn't lunch break pass. It's already dinner. Didn't have time to. I mean, you stressed out, stretched out, maxed out, tuckered out. Families on a regular basis, you as a family should allow your wife and mother to have her space. There are times you ought to leave her alone and just let her have her space. Let her have her quiet time. Give, give her regularly Mother's Day out while you assume responsibilities while she's away. And not find and don't let her come back and find a bigger mess where she don't want to have another day out. Allow her some time to do what she loves doing. Let her breathe. Let her rest. Number seven, you honor your mother when you do not despise her when she becomes old. Now, you you young folk, you watch how you treat your mother when she is old, your daddy when he's old, because one day you're going to get old. And you know something? You reap what you sow. Proverbs 23, says, listen to your father who gave you life. And don't, underline this, and don't despise your mother when she is old. My mother and father are both 86 years old. If they call me, I'm going to answer. If I miss their call, I'm calling them back as soon as I can. I'm not too busy for mama. I am not too dis- too busy for daddy. They say, Randy. I say, yes, ma'am. I, 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 my daddy was on the phone the other day. I said, dad, now let me pray for you. I want to pray for you. He said, son, I sure needed that. I... I I said, "How did it feel to be 86?" I said, "'Did you think you were going to live this long?" And we get to talking and talk about things that are interesting to him. Don't despise him. Don't despise her. Make room for her in your life. Listen to your father who gave you life. You were born from them. You born you, you, you came out of their, their loins. Don't despise your mother when she's old. Your love for your mother should never wane regardless of her age. She did for you when you could not do for yourself. Therefore, when she becomes old she should reap or he even he should reap what they have sown from their children and grandchildren for those whose mothers have already departed to be with the Lord you honor your mother or father who have gone on by cherishing their memories and remembering those things that they instilled in you Number 8 Mothers, if you don't have anyone to encourage you and you should that should start with your family, then it's critical that you encourage yourselves. Sometimes they're single parents, sometimes they're um uh, marriages that are on the brink on the edge, teetering on divorce, and they'll get a harsh word or no good word before they get a word of encouragement. Mothers, if you do not have anyone to encourage you, then it is critical that you encourage yourselves. You may do this by scheduling time for yourself. You schedule time for everybody else, schedule time for yourself. Uh, You do this by reading the scripture. That that refreshes you. You do this by praying. Praying uh, builds you up and encourages you. It renews your spirit. You do... uh, 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 you encourage through worshiping Christ you encourage through listening to sound biblical bible teaching and good quality christian biblical music not unbiblical music noise i'm talking about music that's biblically correct also reflecting on past deliverances will will encourage you those tough times when you saw the hand of God move and, and he got you through. Uh, remember, those times of blessings in your life will encourage you. There are times where you just have to sit before the Lord and encourage yourself. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed. I'll underline that word distressed. And there's a mother here who's distressed. There's a mother here who's depressed. There's a mother here who's wounded. There's a mother here who's worried. There's a mother here who's full of fear. David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But look at this phrase, but David in the midst of his distress, Encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What a good passage from the King James version. He 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 encouraged himself in the Lord his God. There come a time where you have to encourage yourself. Your husband come in and say, what what happened? The Lord just encouraged me. Now, mothers, be mindful. You cannot encourage yourselves if you have a controlling spirit. You cannot, enc- you cannot encourage yourself if you t- if you attempt to be all things to all people. You try to play God in, e- in your children's life, in your husband's life, in your sister's life, in your in-laws' life. You're trying to fix everybody. That's why you're all messed up. Okay? You can't be all things to all people. You can't be everybody's counselor. You can <laughs> Uh, not uh, you can't encourage yourself if you're not able to move beyond past hurts you can't hurt you can't encourage yourself if you can't move beyond past traumas and past regrets you can't encourage yourself if you're trying to live your life through your children you can't encourage yourself if you're ch- tempting to change uh, the people around you instead of allowing God to work on you. You can't fix your husband. I know he, I know he needs to be fixed. And that, that husband can't fix the wife. God, God. You need to work on your relationship. Give that husband, that wife to God. Give those children to God. Give them to God. Just turn them over. Let let go. And so realize that you can't change people. God can. And it gets even bigger. Uh, You cannot encourage yourself if you don't fail to see yourself as God sees you. You see? As God sees you. Your identity in Christ. Stop saying you are nobody. Stop saying, refuse to say you're a failure. Refuse to live by your past and let your past define you. Refuse to be paralyzed by fear. Refuse to accept the names that people call you. Just because they call you that don't mean you have to receive it. Once you receive it, you are on your way for a collapse. This world is mean. You got some mean families, some mean in-laws, some mean bosses, some mean coworkers, some mean neighbors. And if you're looking for a word of encouragement from from the world, they're going to slap you down. And when you get up, they're going to slap you back down. But I know a God who will love you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I know a God that will encourage you. I know a God that will pick you up when everybody else has given up on you. Don't lose your identity in Christ. Don't be remiss in realizing who you are in Christ. Refuse to allow the world to redefine you. Don't let them redefine you. Refuse to allow the world to repurpose you. God gave you a, he has a purpose and a will for your life. Don't let the world come in and repurpose you. You are God's royal Priesthood mothers, you are His precious, chosen possession. You are somebody in the kingdom. You are not a Republican. You are not a Democrat. You are not a Tea Party. You are not a liberal, and all of these things. You are a saint. You are a child of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the light of the world. You are a sojourner. You are a royal priesthood. You are a child of the most high king. You are a chosen generation. You are special in the kingdom of God. Identify with what God has called you. And last but not the least, what blesses a mother is to know that her husband children and grandchildren are walking with the Lord living with the Lord living for the Lord the scripture says in 2 Timothy 1 5 look at Paul as he writes to Timothy I remember your genuine faith Timothy for you share the faith that first filled your grandmama huh. And her name is Lois. I, I, I know Lois. I, I saw him. And I know you came from, from her lineage. I, and I know about your mother, Eunice. I, I know your heritage. I know your legacy. I know the stock from whence you have come. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and look what, then it gets deeper. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. That same faith, the same faith of, of, of Lois, the same faith of Eunice. You got what mama got. You got what grand, grandmama got. And young man, I know it's in you. Yeah, yeah. And I want you to continue to be strong. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time somebody looked at you and said, I know you saved? Mm-hmm. They affirmed your faith. Not that you need it because the Bible, the classic. Yeah. But when you know that you know you've been born again, somebody would tell you. I was talking with somebody on the phone the other day. They said, you're a pastor, aren't you? I was taking care of business. That person was way in some other state. I said, how did you know? I could hear it in your voice. I was sitting on the plane the other day. They said, you're a church-going person, aren't you? I said, how did you know? I can tell it. I can see. I can sit down. I can open my mouth. There ought to be an aura about you. There ought to be a countenance about you. That you ought to have that look. Yeah. Folk ought to be able to take note that you've been with Jesus. It ought to take folk 50 years to discover that you're a Christian. He's, Paul said to the man, I know. I know. Do folk know you say? Can folk look at you and see the decisions you're making and know that you're walking with the Lord? Does folk know whose side you own? Does folk know you're a Christian? Paul said, I and I know that same faith continues strong in you. You got what they've got. It's in you, boy. Live it out. It's in you. Stand. It's in you. Preach the word. It's in you. Be who you are in Christ. It's in you. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. And 3 John 4 also says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Did you get that verse? That is a huge verse. You need to write it down. I have no greater joy. Listen, some of y'all think having a lot of money, a big house, big job. Much retirement, what does it profit you to gain this whole world and lose your children? Huh. You will star everywhere else, but your children, with them, you struck out at home. The, the, the Word of God says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. As I close. Your children are not only yours by physical birth, but if you led them to the Lord, they're also yours by spiritual birth. Jesus does the saving, but you do the developing, the nurturing, the training. Parents, the absolute greatest thing you can do for your children is to lead them to Christ. Not give them more football, not give them more basketball. All those things are nice, but uh, I'd love to see them graduate cum Lord, or either thank you, Lordy, or whatever, Lordy. But, but let me tell you something. The greatest thing you can do for your children is to lead them to the Lord. This is a wicked world. It is a fiendish world. It is a diabolical world. Satan wants to destroy your children, your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren. And Satan wants to wait you out so he can wipe your heritage clean out. But if you indoctrinate them, it's Jesus in the morning, Jesus at lunch, Jesus at night. It's Jesus in that car, Jesus on vacation. You talk about Christ along the way, and you just fill their minds with the things of God. You pour Christ in them at every dimension. Let me tell you something. The winds of this world and and the shenanigans of this world won't cause your children to move, and they'll continue your legacy because of what you've indoctrinated in them. Now, if you don't indoctrinate them with Christian values and the word of God, Satan is waiting in the wings with the secular culture, with the educational textbooks, with the media and everything else to do wickedly what you should have done righteously. Do I have a witness in here? The absolute greatest thing you could do for your children is to lead them to Christ, continually teach them the word of God, and then model Christ before them. In other words, you do the words of Christ. You you, you say, like Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. They catch the vision as to what it means to be a Christian from watching you, daddy, from watching you, mama, from watching you. They, they learn holiness. From watching you, they learn values. From watching you, they learn how to stand. From watching you, they learn how to make good decisions. From watching you, they catch the spirit of being bold in Christ. From watching you, they learn how to be a leader and not a follower. From watching you, my question is, I close, what kind of model are you? And all God's children said, Let's pray. Father, I preach my heart out, and this is just part one. I could have given nine more, ten more points, but this is enough. Lord, you brought people here from all over this city, from other states, to hear this message. To challenge their thinking spiritually. Lord, there's a mother who hasn't done what she should have done. But help her not to believe the lie of the devil that it's too late. It is not too late. When there's grandchildren, when there are children in the church of God, when there are relatives, it's not too late. For fathers, it's not too late for grandfathers. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll restore what the locusts have eaten. God, what would families be like if they heard more messages like this? <laughs> this is a devilish world. Satan hates mothers. He hates fathers. He hates children. He hates grandparents. He reverses the roles. He changes the genders. He moves in same-sex marriage. And it's a sad day when parents leave their children open to make up their own mind to do whatever they want to their own demise and destruction. God, may may that never be. May they recant that kind of thinking and plead the blood of Jesus over it. And start over again. Father, help parents to know, mamas to know it's never too late to do what's right. We've all fell, we've all fallen short, we've all missed the mark. But you're here at our lowest ebb to help us back to Jesus, to restore what the locusts have eaten. You can turn the husband around, the wife around, the mother around, the grandparents around, the in-laws around. You, oh, Lord, can deal with the co-worker and 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 the bosses and the neighbors and the relatives and the siblings that won't cooperate. You, oh, God, sit on the throne and everything's under your feet. You are king. You control it all. And there's power in the name of Jesus. And I pray that mamas and daddies and children and those who don't have a church home and been looking to say, you know, this is the kind of message I've been looking for. I'm settling up. I'm not going to put off for tomorrow because I don't know when I'm going to die. I pray that people move forward and come now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
1: The word of God admonishes us to wait patiently on him and he will give us the desires of our hearts. We must pray, meditate, commune, and wait on God. We must fight against the I, me, and my right now syndrome that perpetuates today's society. God and God alone is the answer to everything. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at maranathasa.org